Oh, you, oh, you want me to do the thing? Okay. And we're recording. podcast listener you're in luck we got a great one for you uh we're hunks we're a sketch group based out of winnipeg we were stupid enough to put together a podcast that's now the official mouthpiece of our sketch group uh, <laughs> my name's matt i'm dana i'm tim i'm rory and joining us today is a very special guest. He's a Juno Award winner. He's on the Hulu series Rami. It's Dave Merhej. Dave, thanks for joining us. Oh, no, thank you guys, all of you, collectively. <laughs> you're welcome. You're very welcome. Yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> yeah, you know, not a lot of people take the time to thank us. Yeah, and, yeah. as a collective. <laughs> we really we really do the Lord's work here. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great if everyone could get together and just like sign an open letter or something, like just once. That's all. Can we do like don't a don't me. like a don't change dot org? <laughs> no, you know what we should do? We should do one of those commercials that is like the, that Mother's Day commercial where it was like the hardest job in the world. Oh yeah. What do you think it is? And it's being a hunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> uh how's things where you are dave where are you right now uh los los angeles los you're angeles. in los angeles okay yeah. are you living there now yeah i was in i was living in new york and then i moved uh mid-pandemic oh wow mm. really good night flew from new york to los angeles to to not only to experience the the another uprise, so I experienced <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the pandemic, and I said, I, I can't get enough of this. So I, <laughs> yeah, you were like, well, they're not up on the west coast yet, so I'm gonna fly there. Yeah. That's the beginnings of that one. <laughs> I want to see people great. acting real weird. <laughs> but in like a beach setting? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know what it is? Because people here, like people message me back wherever they're not uh, in LA, but they'll be like, yo, man, the cases are up. Or to just keep saying it. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like outside and I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it. So I don't even, I can't even really tell. But in New York, when they're like the case, you knew, you felt the cases were up. It's just, I think, just not that much space. Yeah. Just the city. And it was yeah. at its height. So I felt it there way more mm. yeah. than I do here. Yeah, I feel like the claustrophobia of New York would really add to that in a lot of ways. Dude, I was like, I, I turned, I was inside for like six weeks straight. Like, I think I went outside to like drop off laundry, huh, yeah. up or throw the garbage out. And at one point, uh, I went to, I was, I used a spoon to like stir coffee and I went to put it in the, in the sink, but I put it in the gar, I almost put it in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, that's the sink. And I was like, like, dude, I gotta get out of here. You're like washing, you're washing your hands in old milk. <laughs> I was thinking like you're, you're, you go to fold your laundry. It's just like old banana peels. And like <laughs> it was like, I didn't see anyone. <laughs> I didn't see anyone like I, I lived with someone and then when, when I moved here I live, live on my own but there I was living with someone and and I only saw that person for like six to eight weeks but one day 
on the the outside of the, my window, a bird showed up, like a bird, like lands. I've never seen oh my I God. like two years maybe, and the bird landed, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's somebody besides my friend." <laughs> <laughs> and I, like a weirdo, I walked over to. I think I would legit started talking to it, and then the bird turned around, like it felt me, and it turned, and it kind of gave a look of like, nah, and flew away. <laughs> I want another friend. Like you look out the it's window, so and there's all these like birds on a wire. They're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. I got him. <laughs> like I thought we were going to be friends. This guy's wearing a banana. <laughs> Dude, it was so sad, man. <laughs> Bird was like, Dave, Dave, you got to get out of here. You got to go to Los Angeles. Dave, <laughs> believe me. I'm glad I, I'm, I'm, we left. And then my, so my old roommate was like, he's just super, he's super paranoid, which, mm all the right to but he was like we're gonna get we're gonna get a first class ticket i'm like what he goes, we're getting first class so you can separate from everyone we're gonna it's gonna be super safe and he researched it he showed me like it's like almost like a, your own cubicle yeah and i don't go on first class barely like ever you know that might have mm -hmm. been my second time i was like this is a lot and then we get on there <laughs> and he falls at one point, like the the flight attendant comes over and he goes, "Would you like to eat?" I go, "Yeah." And then he, I'm just like half tired. <laughs> so he starts he starts naming all the food, and I go, "Oh, I can I can get all of them." Like I don't know why. Even <laughs> <laughs> I, go, yeah. I go, "Bring it all." And then he just, I'm like, "Can I get boo? Can I get beer?" He goes, "Yeah." I go, "Like unlimited?" Like, I don't <laughs> I was so watching movies, I was lit, and I look over, and my roommate is like, because you can lower the seats all the way back. This guy, oh. I don't see him, I just see his legs. I go, I fell asleep. So in the, and when we landed, he goes, bro, that was such a good sleep. I go, you slept? You think I'm fucking wasting a thousand dollars drinking this plane bro yeah. i don't give a shit dude. Hell yeah and he fell asleep for half the plane for the ride oh was, my god just so comfortable i go not, no no wasteful no way what a wasteful time that's what i was like dude you wasted that like i didn't even want to do this and you he goes no i had great sleep i go i didn't even know i didn't even rip out the pillow they gave me I yeah. like yeah. <laughs> keep bringing those hot towels i don't even know what they do but pile them up <laughs> I asked for headphones and I didn't even use them. Like, oh, yeah, what can I get back? There? That's what they use for currency in first class: is hot towels and headphones. That's what Tim and I, Tim and I, when we when we flew to Paris for our honeymoon, we upgraded for our tickets for like nothing. Like it was like 150 bucks each uh, for like a freaking seven hour flight. Uh, yeah, I'm making that back and more. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. we ate we ate that for breakfast for days. We ate room, room service, plane service, whatever it was. <laughs> they let you take your leftovers on the plane. Oh, well, they're all like little wrapped up things for us. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, I thought you were getting a doggy bag. I imagine Dave walking off the plane with like a garbage bag full of empties. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go return? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making money. <laughs> 
eating other people's grants. I go, come on, put it in the bag. (laughs) (laughs) You see the stewardess start coming up the thing, you cut her off to go in front. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, I I was like, I just did, I asked like a flight attendant friend, and I'm like, do you, and I felt dumb asking. I go, look, man. The COVID, if the COVID's in the air or in the plane, it doesn't stop at first class. No. Like, no. So I was like, just, and then I got angry at my old roommate. I go, this yeah. fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> I got tricked into this shit. The yeah. COVID doesn't stop. Yeah. He made it sound like COVID stops at first class. <laughs> no, the curtain. <laughs> yeah. 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 It respects <laughs> boundaries. Yeah. It's got yeah. its own mask, that curtain yeah. it just puts on. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually made out of skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that would stop it. <laughs> I would think like the back of the plane might be the safest because the front of the plane, like everyone's walking past that. Yeah. Oh. Look, I didn't I didn't think it through. Now like I want to <laughs> I want to fly back to Canada uh hopefully in September for like a while. Yeah. So I was like I'm like I'm just going to take a regular seat. I'm yeah. like this yeah. Is, yeah. I'm yeah. not doing this again. Yeah. yeah. But it was fun while it lasted it sounds. Dude, it was a great time. <laughs> yeah. You see this bird come fly by the window? Hey, come on, come out. <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> I was just kind of hesitant anyways to move to LA because I lived here for like a, uh, in 2016. I didn't like it. Yeah. So I was like uh, super on the fence. So I was like, oh, but the, the it was just like, so uh, I just didn't like living in New York during COVID during that time. Yeah. And I was just like, oh man, this, I don't want to do this again. If it, if it comes back again, yeah. that was where, why I, because I, I, I kind of abruptly left. It was like, I would wanted to stay in New York. Because I really like New York. It's super yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, I so feel like you went to LA specifically to get away from the COVID. Yeah, it wasn't even know. entertainment. It was. It was. Oh, I wow. didn't think of that. I was just like, I don't. I don't want to live. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll just go live in LA for like a year or something till like whatever happens happens. Yeah, because yeah, live performances. Who knows yeah. when that's coming back, right? So mm-hmm. I guess you might as well be somewhere that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's more space you can get outside in in LA at least and be away from. Yeah, you don't really see that. Like, you know, in New York, outside of our building, you walk outside, there's at least like 15, 20 people. Like, these people are constantly coming, coming, and coming and going. Mm -hmm. Here, like, people are in their cars, but like, I don't really see that many people. Mm -hmm. In New York, it's just like insane, man. It felt like in our neighborhood that they heard about COVID and they were like, (laughs) cool. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like there was a two bars that like were that reopened like they were they were closed oh when, it, when the city was like we're doing a lockdown yeah. but then we i started hearing music and i go no <laughs> and i went by it fogged up windows they just oh didn't. my god <laughs> <laughs> what is like what is the mindset of those people just like yeah just let me get one base one basin. Oh yeah, yeah. Just do it more, 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 more. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like sometimes like friends of mine that grew up in Windsor, Ontario. They're yeah. like, like they they know COVID's there, but part of it is like, whatever, man. It's not. It just shit ain't real, and they'll just go part. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. that process. Yeah. Where it's like they're like, nah, man, we don't believe in it. Yeah. So then we're gonna continue. Our, I don't know. I was just. I know I was scared. I didn't leave. So yeah. I was terrified. 
there's so many people yeah. who are like, oh, well, I don't know anybody that's gotten it, so it can't be real. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm off to church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or people I who just... <laughs> Or people. I don't oh, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Zoom calls, man. <laughs> well, you gotta go now. You gotta go. I first. don't go. want to anymore. I, 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 I've truly forgotten. How about you both? <laughs> Why don't you both go at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> I had I realized when I did that I was like then I lost confidence in what I was going to say. Maybe it was not that good. So I'm just going to Yeah, if you start something and then you have to start again, you better be really confident that it's the funniest thing you've yeah. ever said. Yeah. Cuz like 98% of the time it's not going to Yeah, work. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Dana, you were saying? No, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> So it's been a, a big uh, few years for you, though. Hey, Dave, you had the Netflix uh, Comedians of the World. Uh, yeah. You've had Rami come out. You had the uh, the Juno win, the big Juno win. Uh, so what, 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 was, uh, what was life like just before all of this was happening for <laughs> you? Um, pro- it, was, it was tough. It was tough. I won't lie. Mm. It was pretty – it wasn't like – crazy tough it was just like there was some i think around 2014 15 and 16 there was like i didn't i was starting to get not paranoid but i was like what am i doing here like things weren't clicking as they because i I remember in 2011 i did homegrown and for like before that it took like eight years to get anything going so then started to move and you know and then 2012 i was i was on MTV and I was like, oh shit, I've never been on TV and this is like super fun. Yeah. And then I think around 2014, 15, 16, I was like trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. And then yeah, in a state where then I remember auditioning for Comedy Central, like for half hours. Yeah. And I had submitted my half hour and I met with one of the people that was in charge, I think, of 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 like letting them on or picking the people. And she was like, your first 15 was good, but it kind of like lagged. And she started to like, like, I think give advice. And part of me uh, in my head was like, man, I'm done. Like, I remember sitting there, this was in LA too. I was at a restaurant with her and I was like, I'm, and it, I don't blame her. I was just yeah. me. I was like, sure. I'm done. Yeah. Um, I just remember just, just, I was, I was done with it. I was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. This is it. This is the last straw. I'm like, I don't give a shit anymore. So I'd called my agent. And I said, I want to record an album on my own. People like, yeah, nice. like a video. I want to do a special on my own. People like, you know, every time I audition, they tell me like, you know, how to do this and that. I'm just yeah. going to do it how I want to do That's why people, whoever comes to see me perform, they like me for me. So totally. he was like, yeah. And I go, I want to do like 80 seats, very small in Toronto. So mm-hmm. then we started to put it together. And that's when we filmed uh, the, the album that got the Juno. It's like, we did this in 2016. Yeah. But I wasn't even still like, Dude, I had just moved. I hated LA. I'm, I decided to move to New York, not even for comedy. I just wanted to get out of the city. Yeah. I, I you know, I had a, I had an ego. I, you know, I was doing well in Canada. Came to LA in 2016, and I just wasn't. It wasn't happening as fast, and I felt this this insecurity that I had to report back to Canada. Right. Totally. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. doing well out here, but it, yeah, I was getting stage time and I was growing, but it wasn't as fast as I wanted it to. So yeah. I felt like failure i felt like i was like i don't like it here i'm not doing well i failed so i I was like i'm just gonna move to new york just 
just to a different city. And then when I mm-hmm. got there, I think it was just coincidence. I, I felt better energy wise. I yeah. just felt better. Yeah. And then things started to roll. But the Netflix thing came out of nowhere because it was like, I found out in June, man. And I remember being like, at, months before that, like, dude, I'm like late 30s. I'm like, I got to go to these damn ass open mics in New York. It's just <laughs> yeah, crap, man. Dude. But then I yeah. go back to Canada and I can get on and headline. This just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I was feeling like, for sure, hella de- uh, depressed. Yeah, I cried. I cried on Facetime to my best friend. I remember right. that uh, yeah. to him and his wife, which is always bad when you're crying to two people on Facetime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was supposed to be a nice. We're supposed to be catching up, and now I'm crying to two people. <laughs> Anyways, could you please just sing "Happy Birthday" to our child? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would buy I would buy groceries by my this is in Ridgewood Queens I, and I didn't even need the groceries I just needed something to do mind wise yeah like right after I get off the train I would just go and I felt like I was doing something that's how I was like and then the Netflix thing happened and I was like holy shit I did not expect that at all and then it just kind of started to to get better from there yeah like and then a little bit before that I did Mr. D which I've never been on t- a sitcom in Canada right yeah that was big to me like that Jerry gave me that opportunity to to do that so it started to roll around there but it was like some like you know to keep it, uh, it was real it was just like tough I just yeah not you know Maybe from the outside, you'd be like, oh, that's not that tough. But for me, I was like, dude, I can't be doing these mics. I don't like, I'm like 38, I think at the time. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. I got my green card and paid this much money. There was a lot of like depression, um, anxiety, and and just guilt. And just, uh, I was just so frustrated. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. also, it's easy to reframe it after the fact is like, well, that's not that tough. But in the, it, when you're in it, you don't know what the next two years is going to look like. You oh. don't know the pot. You, you're just like, well, is it just going to be worse? Like, what is it going to be? You know? Yeah. 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 And I wasn't making money anymore in Canada. Really. I, this is a very, like, I'm, I'm going to give you guys it all. I never got to the cum jokes later. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't making money anymore in Canada. So I was looking at that account like, what the fuck am I going to do? And then I wasn't doing that much in America because I just got here. Yeah. That I remember, I think maybe a week before the, the Netflix were to pay me or something, I was waiting for it, the money to come in. And I think I had, uh, it's so embarrassing, it was like <laughs> 98 bucks maybe oh. in my American oh, account. Man. But it's because it's international. Yeah. So the, the, the Bank of America was told me the teller told me something that I think fuck that was wrong. So I was I was in there sweating like bro. I don't even think it was that hot outside, and I'm just like, but she told me like you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. So it looked like to everyone like yo that guy's broke bro. That guy's broke. He's he's, he's acting like a like a person who needs that paycheck. And I remember going outside like to, to for some fresh air. I go yo what the fuck that wasn't even why am I act that's not me. And I was just like, thank God that shit came in, dude. I was like, legit, like, yo, I was like, this is so fucked. But it just worked out, which I'm very thankful Kudos to you for persevering, man. Like, pulling yourself out of a very, you know, it can become very comfortable, the situation in in Canada. You know, lots of opportunity, but the ceiling is not very high. And then putting yourself into that difficult situation where you're uncomfortable and then, like, sticking through it. 
yeah. you know, kudos to you, man. Yeah. And I couldn't, bro, and I couldn't tell majority of my comedian friends, right? Because right. it's just like a whole thing you're opening up, yeah. right? Mm. And so when they when they think of you or see you, they're like, oh, shit, he's not doing well. Yeah. Like, you could be like, hey, man, I'm not feeling good today. But if yeah. you're ultimately your overall vibe is he is not doing well, yeah. then that's what I was afraid of. So I think I let a, a small amount of people in, like, I let them know, like, very, very close friends. That I was like, yo, I'm really panicking over here. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Wow. And uh, it's to me, like you say, it's embarrassing. You had 98 bucks, but uh, like for real, hearing a story like that and hearing, yeah, how you persevered, that to me as a comedian, I find that inspiring, right? And me too. Like, oh. I'm late 30s too. So I'm like, I'm right behind you, Dave. <laughs> 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 save, a, save a spot by that window for that bird for me i'm in my early oh fuck me keep doing this I mean, <laughs> what if we were actually saying the exact same thing oh you gotta go now i'm sorry you gotta go now yeah. No, it was another joke, and now I can't say it. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you, like, I didn't, I stressed too much about what comedians that uh, knew me or didn't know me in Canada thought. That's what it was. That's where, where I was yeah. like, I was like, why am I this added stress of like moving to another country to yeah. do this? I, I would never, I don't recommend it for anyone, and I would never do that again carry that like yeah. unnecessary anxiety yeah yeah those okay. are the, uh, the only people that i whose opinions i seem to care about and i shouldn't but yeah it's always the comedians in the back of the room it's never the audience this sounds just like my karate class <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> are you doing karate for the comedians in the back of the room <laughs> <laughs> I do karate for the karate in the back of the no, room. No, no, no. Are you, are you saying that you do karate for the back of the room of karate? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a really obscure karate. <laughs> also, I'm, terif I'm terrified of them finding out I'm not doing well. <laughs> Dude, I just picture the people in the back going, look, they didn't get it, but we did. Like the, <laughs> the guy who kicked your ass didn't get it. <laughs> but yeah, it's I a warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to not think of that now. I'm never going to not think of that. <laughs> Rusty Maddie is here, your behind-the-scenes hunk. The Hunks Podcast is proudly brought to you by Into the Blue. Into the Blue is Winnipeg's one-stop shop for saltwater ecosystems and custom aquariums. They've revolutionized the aquaculture world with their environmentally friendly alternatives to buying livestock. And they have an awe-inspiring supply of invertebrates, corals, and fish. Oh my! They got me started on a nano-coral reef aquarium through a friendly, attentive, step-by-step -step process. And I continue to be fascinated by it every day. 
They also have a wide array of clownfish. The Nemo fish. Everybody loves those. And hey, if all you want to do is feed the fish, they do full servicing and custom installations. Check out their website at intothebluecoco.ca. That's intothebluecoco.ca. Give them a call at 204-963-8663. 204-963-8663. Or come on down to 156 St. Anne's Road and start dreaming today. Tell them how sent you for 10% off your first purchase. What? Into the blue. Into the blue. We're all waiting for you. Into the blue. We got fresh water too. Into the blue. Uh. So who who who, um, who did you come up with in Toronto? You're telling us about uh, you know your closer friends in Toronto. Who who are your close uh, comedy friends? Because I would say like Pat Bircher. At a, there was a group of us that hung out big time back then, but a lot of us like kind of went our separate ways because this mm-hmm. is like shit, two thousand four or six. So back then it was Arthur Simeon. Oh, nice. Pat Bircher. So yeah. funny. Um, uh, Patrick Hay, I would say, hung out with us nice. back then. Um, was Garrett Jamison in that? Uh... Garrett Jamison, yeah, for sure. Garrett Jamison, I used to live with Garrett Jamison. Nice. I was a big fan of their sketch troupe. I still think it's one of the best sketch troops I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I would say Pedro, Nick Reynoldson. Those were like the original, oh, yeah. like the original guys back back then. Um, and then eventually it became Ali Hassan, Patrick Hakeem. Right like, over 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 time, but I've known like Arthur and Pat Bircher and Garrett for like so long, man. So long. when I knew Garrett before he was the beard and like baby face. What? Him and, yeah, He's, yeah, dude. I can't imagine him without a beard. That'd be so funny, dude. It's like so long. Um, Sarah Hennessy, I've known for a long time. Oh, she's the Chris best. Chris Locke. When me and Chris Locke weren't like we didn't hang out, but I would see him randomly. And they did Black Sabbath. Yeah, they did black. This is where they wear all black on Sundays. <laughs> uh, Toronto, Los Angeles, New York. Fuck Mary, kill. Hmm. Uh, Mary, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! <laughs> Fuck New York. I don't want to say kill LA. You know what I mean? Because I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess if you give me those options, yeah, <laughs> yeah I was, yeah, yeah, those are the only options. So yeah, <laughs> I'd marry Toronto for sure. Yeah, yeah. You're you're planning to go back to Toronto for for a little while? Yeah, I think in the even like even down the line, I'd I'd want to go back oh, yeah. and live there. Hmm. Like if I can find a way where I can audition and do work and then and live in Canada. I, I think I want to try to get my citizenship in America so I could do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, that's my goal. You have to live uh, there for yeah. X amount of years, right? Four or five years after you get your green card. So I think I got my green card in 2016. Okay. Okay. Cool. So you get the green card, and if you're there for five, four or five years, you can apply to be a, you can apply to be uh, a citizen. Yeah. You'd apply to it. I don't know, like hope. I don't know what this government is like, so I, I don't know. But I mean, right. my boy. Who, who's uh, from England, he just got his citizenship. Oh, okay. Athlete. Have you, I mean, obviously you, you would have noticed this, but what's, the, <laughs> what's, what's your perspective on like the changing political climate in the US? Yeah. And, then, and then we're gonna get right into the cum jokes. 
<laughs> Dude, you'll just see there's like racial stuff here in Canada, but when you see Americans sometimes do it, you're like, oh man, they're doing it at the best level, but not in a good <laughs> You're just like, whoa, like you're taking it to another like I've been through racism in Canada, like all like different cities all over Canada, like since I started comedy. Yeah. But it just I don't know, man. It just seems like way more aggressive here and I don't know. Then you'll just see people vote, like I get, you know, you voted for Trump, but then the reasons why they did doesn't make any, you're like, it doesn't seem logical. It's just so stupid. Yeah. So it's like a lot of that. And then just how they're handling COVID, you're just kind of inspired, like how Canada, whatever Trudeau's politics are, you're like, look how Canada is handling it, man. What a fucking, what a beautiful country to be a part of. And, you know, compared to here where people like fucking can't even wear masks and they're just like, and then the worst part is they wear masks in the car alone. I go, you're, <laughs> you're fighting yourself. <laughs> Body, you got it. Like, you're not, it's so stupid, dude. It's like, I want to fucking crash my car into their car. Like, you're fucking dumb. In the car with you and you got a mask on. You're not stupid. <laughs> So I got a car do you drive oh it's not even mine I'm gonna be honest with you it was left I when I got here I you found know, it. My, my wish I basically did find it but a comedian friend of mine moved to New York for a bit and just left me his car oh it's, nice okay so he's like uh yeah man I'm gonna be gone and then he's like you want my car I go sure man Sweet, sweet I think deal. it's a not a Nissan. What are they called? Dude, I know nothing about cars. This is embarrassing. Uh, Kia, Kia. No, it's not a Kia, but it's like close. Like, dude, I'm looking at it on my phone. I wrote it down. That's how. <laughs> how Nissan. I wrote down the <laughs> Nissan Versa. <laughs> <laughs> I I had to go uh, to get something fixed on it, and they're like, "What's your car?" And I, uh, "What's what is it?" And I go, "I don't know, man." Is there a, I, think I said, "Is there a sign?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're supposed to be the experts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me. Oh, this no, is a barrel. <laughs> what do I pay you for? <laughs> hey, what do you think about this for a business idea? You know how places go to uh, you, you go to places back in the day, and you have to wait, like a doctor's office yeah. or like a tire <laughs> repair shop or something like that. What if they had a barber in the waiting room? Mm. Get a fresh cut. Oh, like oh, at a, yeah. at a yeah, car yeah, yeah. dealership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Like bar- yeah, barber I'm chairs. Yeah, you know? I love barber chair experiences because they're. I just love the barber shop experiences. Like when they talk shit about. Usually, <laughs> yeah. they're not uh, political. There's no. They're not politically correct by any means. <laughs> no. You hear the wildest shit. Yeah. Uh, I hear, I remember once I didn't catch obviously the whole conversation. The, the, I think the guy goes, uh, "Yo, so you saying she would fuck Spider Man?" <laughs> <laughs> I think he said that. I was like, "What?" But you can't move, right? So you're just like, <laughs> I don't. And it's There's not like your kid. conversation either. Like you're hearing the other. You're like, man, I want to talk. Like my guy's talking about. <laughs> fucking Westworld, Middle I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Who's fucking Spider-Man over here? Yeah. There was a guy in Vancouver, he, he Junior, right? He owns his own barbershop chain now. I, I should, fuck, I, well, whatever, I'd have to say his name, but 
I hope he doesn't get mad. I say this. So he used to have a chair in in a hip hop clothing store, like Dip. Oh, cool! So I, I would like I uh, me and Dino Archie, a very funny comedian, yeah, would go yeah. there and like hang out. Dino knew the the owners and stuff. So I would I started getting my bar my trim there. And then I remember one time he's trimming my beard. He was late a bit, and then he came in like frantic. He's like, "Let's do this," but his it smelled like so he's cutting he's cutting my hair and it just smelled bro i was like what the fuck is that smell it smelled like i don't know what it was and i'm like trying to focus on his conversation but i i'm like i'm very passive and scared so i'm like just tell this guy fucking his fingers smell what the fuck's wrong with him? Like, you have to say something yeah i don't i let him finish the whole tr- thing and i just i think by the end i go yo by the I'm like, yo, did you, I think he even admitted, he goes, yo, sorry, by the way, bro, I ate, I ate shrimp. Oh. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh. And it was like all here. I was like, oh, man. Junior, junior, junior. He's all these tails in your beard. <laughs> yeah, Rory I like that I, business idea. What about tattoos while you wait? <laughs> Yeah, I would need it because I got one that I have to I have to change, but I haven't changed. I wanted I wanted I was a big fan still am of Rockefeller Records, like the label and yeah. just the way it's all designed. Yeah. So I was uh, I was like I'm gonna get Rock the mic. So I wrote down the the how I wanted it, but this is early on in Toronto. I get there, I'm very nervous, and I show the font size, the font style I want, and this barber. Or sorry, the the, the well, there's your first problem. <laughs> <laughs> the skin barber. <laughs> I was playing Jedi mind tricks. I knew nothing about them rap group, and he was like so into them. And he goes, "Do you mind if I smoke weed?" I go, "No, nah, man, do your thing." I've never been in a tattoo shop before, yeah. so I was like, "Whatever." I guess they do that here. Um, <laughs> so he's talking, and I go home after the tattoo. I don't really, I don't bother checking it. I think I was just like, thank you. I was like very like, yeah. it was like an experience. And yeah. I, my um, roommate at the time comes in the kitchen and he goes, hey man, cool tattoo, dude. I go, uh, thanks man. He goes, yeah, man, rock the moik. And I go, I go, what? <laughs> what? He goes, rock the moik. I go, no man, it's rock the mic. He goes, I'd look at your arm. And then I look down. What happened was, because it's a dot on the eye, right? Uh-huh. Mike, yeah. like, but he put the dot so big that the dot looked like a O oh, oh over God. the line. Yeah, yeah. So then it rocked the moist. <laughs> oh, That's really funny. <laughs> I can't wait to see what you get that covered up with. <laughs> Dude. Uh, it's so, so wild. Yeah. I feel like waiting in line is the only time that I would get a tattoo. Not that I'm against tattoos or anything like that, but it's just like, oh, who has the time? And like, then I have to think about it and stuff like that. But there's nothing that I hate more than waiting in line. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll choose something. Just give me whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that you were so, that you, at the end of your tattoo, you were like, whoa. Never have to look at that again. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Dude, that's know. over. Yeah, it's all on me, man. I make a lot of weird choices. <laughs> that's your only tattoo, or that's the only one. I was like, I'm done after that. I was gonna get a Richard Pryor, like his his face, but then I just I didn't do it. Like mm-hmm. on the back of your head. Yeah, so. you were touching the back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's like looking, it's looking around. <laughs> 
do any of you have tattoos tim you have mm-hmm. a tattoo mm-hmm. i Just tattoo tim. one i tattoo yeah okay and yeah. dana and rory none no none no you matt no no i'm clean yeah that's unusual it is <laughs> yeah we should all get we should all let's all get a tattoo right now let's all get four parts of one tattoo yeah yeah yeah, yeah like no, yeah. i'm into that <laughs> okay what if we all get a different letter in dave's name <laughs> 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 and, and, then, and then we'll show up we'll get a tattoo on our, on our stomachs and then we'll yeah. show up to show us show up to show us that dave's at we'll pull up our shirts to say dave <laughs> oh, the man. tattoo artist is gonna fuck up and it's just gonna say vape <laughs> then we go to vape conventions and we're just like Woo! Yeah. We still you don't get like in it. for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we still have to pay so I'm much. Like, gross. <laughs> Put your shirts on. <laughs> your your bodies are weird. You are fifty. <laughs> bodies suck. Fifty year old bodies just suck. Uh, so here's a question that we were contemplating a little bit last week, not on the podcast. Uh, but uh, I'll put this to you, Dave. How do you make your bed in the morning? Oh yeah. Look, I thought it was gonna be a. I thought it was gonna be a question about like, like, like a, uh, like a, I guess a deep like something <laughs> like, about my personal life. Like this anything is, relevant? Uh, no. Yes. <laughs> oh, just I thought you because the way you phrased it, I was like, oh shit, do they know something? <laughs> like, <laughs> Tim, stop the recording. Uh, <laughs> And he said, "Do I make my do I make my bed? How yeah. do how do you make yeah. it? Are you, like, uh, are you do a- you put the pillows over top of the comforter or the oh. pillows underneath of the sh- the flat sheet? What's your deal? Do you have a little mini pillows? You know what I mean? Oh, oh. we're in the. Oh, are showing us. We're in the bedroom now. Okay, so he's got his cover his cover or his sheets are covered in shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah there's a lot of feathers lot and feathers. blood there's no way that's one night there's just yeah. no way <laughs> that dog oh, is dead right <laughs> this is what happened i was doing it not like this and then i i i had to, i washed my sheet and then my boy was over and then i was like dude can you just help me put it into the oh yeah, yeah. Duvet, like oh that's the, the worst part duvet. yeah i hate that shit so he goes awesome. yeah man i got you and then he did it and then he folded he goes what are you doing with this this setup here i go i don't know he goes let me do it he just put the pillows underneath and he made it tight yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's like a hotel room and then he was like this is how you got to keep it and then i kept it the same like i don't move as much so that it stays like do you yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So stay kind of like right. how he made it so oh, that's so you, how I do it. You're not starting from scratch every day. You're like I'm no, a I'm violent kinda, sleeper, so it's like by the all. end, it's all it's a ball by morning. No, I'm just I'm very non-violent when I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you're pac- pacifist Peaceful. when you sleep. Yeah. yeah. My solution for the duvet thing when you got to get it into the cover is I I I sort of put myself in yeah. the duvet cover with the duvet and stand straight up. <laughs> Yeah. And then I flop down on the bed, and then I slink out <laughs> of the of the duvet cover. That's, that's what I used to do I when I was a kid. Idea. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. <laughs> and it's how uh, I do it as a man. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. It's too. one of those things too. 
where you think it's like so much, it would be so much easier with two people. But when yeah. you're doing it with a partner, you just wind up fighting and it's just like, <laughs> no, why, what, what direction are you going? Which way are you going? Don't, yeah. ah, you just get so mad. How mm. is it upside down and inside out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had this moment over the summer, this really crazy moment where I woke up. So my bed is, you know, the fitted sheet and then I have the flat sheet and then my duvet on top. I woke up the next morning, my duvet was flat on top of me, but the flat sheet was flat on top of the duvet. <laughs> like it, it all flipped. You turned the whole bed inside out. The, like the duvet and the flat sheet oh. flipped up. It was like a magic trick when I woke <laughs> up in the morning. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta write that. You got to write that story, man. <laughs> That's like, there it is. I don't even think you could do that in a movie. That's got to be a series. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I keep, I keep putting the, like, instead of using a pillow, I just, oh, there goes that light. I, I just put the blankets in between my legs instead of using a pillow between my legs. And it just keeps flipping around like that. Yeah. I like this. No, go back to the lighting there. I like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah Got to nice. keep it like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Spooky. Yeah. Very horror movie lighting, Matt. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm firm. I'm firm against uh, like um, pillows being underneath of the duvet. Uh, I, I feel both all pillows need to be above the comforter. All and of them. All of them. Oh, all wow. of them. No. 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 You'll see it. You like check it out next time, and you'll you'll be like, oh, that's what. That's why I've been so unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> if you put the pillows on top of the duvet, your life will change. And and then get some like little mini pillows, like some nice, some nice. I got one kind of like this on my bed, a different color though. Like a little circle one. Nice on little top velvety of the... circle one. How many makes me color. feel good? How many extra pillows is everybody rocking on their bed? Like, you know, I got bare minimum, dude. Just two. I can't do. I have a hard time when it's like five pillows. It's just too much pillows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Matt, I've got four, but I I toss at least two on the floor before yeah. things get serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have we have five. I put I put one in the toilet every night, and the, just to make sure it has a nice sleep too. Yeah, and yeah. he eats another one every single night, so yeah. it's, it's a lot. It's yeah. expensive. It's, um, usually stir fry. It's kind of nice. <laughs> it's kind of nice actually. You, you cut it up, or it's like a whole piece that you have to maintain the integrity of. It's a whole piece. I I uh, open my jaw like I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then just slowly shuffle the pillow. <laughs> and then I go in from the butthole and try and pull it down. Dana <laughs> stands up inside of me. Yeah, I go up inside. I flop down on the bed, and then I shimmy out. <laughs> um, no, we have we have five pillows. One, two of which go on the floor. I can only I sleep with just the one. Yeah, yeah, I'm a one one pillow sleeper yeah. as well. And this podcast yeah. is full of inspiration. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Rusty here again, your behind-the-scenes hunk. Hunks is proudly brought to you by Sweatsito. Sweatsito is the premier manufacturer of custom velour tracksuits for men, women, and youth. And when I say premier, I mean like the only one. I looked everywhere, and they're what I found. Sweatsitos have been featured in TV and movies of all kinds, including Zoolander, where Jerry Stiller wears one. Customizable options of their velour tracksuits and velour pants include embroidery and rhinestones and a wide variety of colors and fonts. They can also digitize and add your company or group logo to give your custom velour tracksuit extra flair. From team uniforms and corporate apparel or swag, a custom velour tracksuit from Sweatsito is sure to make a lasting impression. And for all of you solo trailblazers looking for a truly unique, personalized outfit or gift, they're here to help you too! Give them an email at customerservice at sweatsito.com or check out their website at sweatsito.com. That's sweat, S-W-E-A-T, Cito, S-E-D-O, sweatsito.com. Tell them how sent you for 10% off your first purchase. Woo! Should we get to our very special segment? Yeah, yeah sure. Before, before you do that, yeah. before you do that, uh, what's that in the back and the, the behind? Like, there's is there a doll in the background there? <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah. So behind? Oh, I thought I was tripping. I was like, this thing looks so creepy. I was like, is that even there? Yeah, it's it is very creepy. It's a nightmare behind me. Um, yeah. I bought this ventriloquist doll uh, because I thought like I'd for sure be able to do something with that <laughs> comedy wise and I guess I, I I just put black marker on its lips and made it emo that's hilarious <laughs> the whole time I'm like that thing looks creepy as fuck and I'm trying to explain yeah. it <laughs> it's so creepy yeah and then there's a okay I just had to get that out I, I wanted to know and there's a, no, that's a good eye good eye yeah there's a giant comb behind me as well that we used to use in a, in a very uh, very choreographed dance routine in our sketch show. <laughs> That's amazing, man. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So uh, moving on to our final segment of the Hunks podcast. Yeah. yeah. No. It's called Two Truths and a Lie. Tim, why don't you tell us what Two Truths and a Lie is? Sure, certainly. Two tooks and a two, uh, two tips and a tie. Uh, basically, we want uh, we get our guests to provide three statements, two of which are false, one of which is a lie, and it is on the heavy <laughs> shoulders of hunks to decide and decipher the code and figure out for ourselves which is the lie, which are the truths. This week, we are joined by a very special guest, Dave Merhej. Take it away, Dave. So I, okay, um, I worked at Papa John's in college as a pizza delivery driver. Okay. I love Taylor Swift's new album. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I, I can swim. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. This is a good one. This it's, is a real yeah, good one. This yeah. is a good one. It's been a while since we've had an expert handling of the two truths in a lie segment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Now, is Taylor Swift new? Or T- Taylor's Taylor Swift's new album is that the one that has the song "Lover" on it? 
Um, oh, no. It's it's folklore is the album. It just came oh, out okay. like a, like two weeks ago. Yeah. Or something. Oh, okay, so I haven't heard it. No. Now you strike me as somebody who likes a light-hearted club banger, and you also strike me as somebody who would have hard opinions on Taylor Swift's new album, <laughs> whether or not you liked it. You maybe hate it. You maybe love her last album and hate this album. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. You also strike me as a real swimmer, like a yeah. real swimmer. <laughs> yeah, when you like, said you moved to from New York to Los Angeles, I was like, definitely swam. Yeah, like he took <laughs> a Panama Canal. Canal. Yeah. Canal. <laughs> Panama Canal, not Gianni. Uh, well, I don't, I gotta let you guys guess though, right? Yes, so yeah, 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 yeah. No, we're just <laughs> feeling so we're, it out here. Yeah. Um, and then Hunks, I uh there's mention of being from Windsor. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, and then I worked at Papa John's. Worked at Papa John's. Papa John's, yeah. Is that, yeah. So I know as that- a del- As a Dave, delivery driver, that's yeah. the, okay. Yeah, so Dave lived close to one of the Great Lakes. And I, if I know those Great Lakes, I know that their their siren song is strong. They pull you in for a swim. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna say the lie is Papa John's. I'm going to say he does a pizza delivery for Uncle John's. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm going to say it's for his Uncle John. Yeah. His sterile Uncle John. Yeah. (laughs) Can't be a papa if he tried. (laughs) And he's tried. (laughs) Then I'm going to say that you do love the Taylor Swift album. And I'm going to say that you did deliver for Papa John's. Okay. So, um, so the lie is the is I is that you can swim. Okay. I'm gonna Hurry. say the Taylor Swift one is the lie. Ooh, I think I'm wrong, but okay. Okay. Is that all of us? No, yeah. Dana. No, oh. I said that. I said that. Oh. Uh, agreed. The Uncle John. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. <laughs> all right. Let us know. So the the two truths are: I worked at Papa John's oh, as a delivery oh, driver, God. and I do. Love Taylor Swift's new album. Don't know anything about the albums before. Oh, and yeah. the lie is that I can't swim. Uh, you're not, you cannot swim. swim. I cannot swim, no. Oh, next wow. time we're next time we're near body water, I'm gonna throw you in. <laughs> and, and you're gonna learn. <laughs> Only one that knows how to swim and didn't teach anyone in the family. What? Oh. Wow. <laughs> that's wow. power. Is, that's is power. there a desire yeah. to learn on your on your part? No, because I went to Yogi Bear Park as a kid, and I I didn't even drown. The water wasn't even; it was shallow. I just opened my mouth underneath the water, uh, and, yeah. it came in, and then I got up and I said, "Never again." <laughs> <laughs> so you don't even understand the yeah. basics of being in water. <laughs> don't breathe four, this stuff. Yeah. It was like four or five years ago, or <laughs> it was two thousand and seven. <laughs> You're like, fuck this, I'm going to Papa John's. <laughs> you take a big pizza. <laughs> yes, no one told me you can't breathe pepperoni. 
Yeah, we did. We told you on your first day. <laughs> There's a big sign in the bathroom yeah. says employees <laughs> must not breathe pepperoni. <laughs> Before returning to work. <laughs> Anyways, here's some shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was great. That yeah, was great. Yeah. Yeah. Two truths great. and a lie. How was it delivering uh, pizzas? Did you enjoy that job? Uh, I, yeah, because my buddy became the manager. Oh, so, nice. so Papa John's wasn't in Canada. They kind of came in yeah. to try it out. So they did Windsor. So they opened up like four or five locations. But yeah. Windsor has a very strong presence for pizza like there's a lot of independent shops really? so i think they had a hard time because their 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 way of topping pizzas was different from everyone else's mm -hmm. so eventually i think they they shut down and left but when i worked there my boy managed and then he hired all these kids <laughs> like these teens that because they were they were trying to move build fast they yeah. were moving people up too quick so these kids became they were doing like ecstasy and they were like assistant managers. It was like a, I delivered pizzas on shroom. <laughs> oh God. It was like wild. Wow. It was a fun time. Yeah. Fun time. It was reckless. Here's your pizza. And if you could just tell me why do you hate me? <laughs> I swear if you just knew me, you'd like me. <laughs> Tell you one time, I, this is not for Papa John's, it's for Armando Pizzeria, this other place. They, I'm, I, they were short staffed that day, right? So it was really busy. And then I didn't know how to make pizza. So I never tried, didn't want to do it. So the boss was like, Dave, on pizza now. And I was like, fuck. So I grab an apron. I start to s try to make the pizza. And then they're like, delivery. And I leave. But I forget as I'm in the car that I'm, I have the apron on. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> So, but I was like, fuck it, I'll just keep it on. And I get to the door, they uh, open the door and then the it was like an older white lady and she was like, oh my God. And I'm like, what? She goes, did you make the pizza? I go, yeah. She goes, and you delivered it? I go, yeah. And she goes, she starts calling the rest of the family. Like, he did both. And then, dude, they tipped me like crazy. So I was like, oh, fuck it. Wow. I come back, tell them what happened. And I'm like, yo, do you mind if I just take an apron and throw flour on it? Let <laughs> 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 do that for like a week. And then they were like, they were like, stop doing that. <laughs> you just show up panting every time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even have a car. <laughs> yes, I'm on Zoomers. <laughs> Ooh, can I pet your dragon? <laughs> That's my penis. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, sweet. And so, and Taylor Swift's album, you just sort of fell into, you knew nothing of her previous albums. No, I, I knew. Uh, so Rami Youssef, he, where I was, we we're just chilling and he came out and he was like, bro, you guys listen to Taylor's new album. And I was like, no. And he played like two records from me. He's like, it's good, bro. I'm like, but is it like poppy or other stuff? He goes, nah, man, it's kind of, nah, it's not. So then I basically, from him showing me, I started to listen to it. Mm. I've just been playing it almost every day now. Damn, nice. whoa. 
Yeah. Is it's it, all hand. is it like, it's like an acoustic kind of record? Like I think it is. I think it's like more folk, but oh, okay. I, again, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't know. I just say, it just sounds, every song's like slower and okay. more like, mm. she's a, yeah, more like sad. It feels like every song's sad. Yeah. I'm holding so. out for her trap music album. <laughs> <laughs> shake it off, shake it off, sell it on the street. <laughs> uh, yeah, sweet. Okay. That segues nicely into the next. Uh... Yeah, uh, so we like to end uh, the Hunks podcast with a round of recommendations. Uh, so I guess I'll go first. I recommend uh, getting outside and seeing that sun for 20 minutes a day. Uh, Dana, what's what's your... That's a weird custody, weird custody arrangement. <laughs> 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 cool story 20 minutes are up i gotta go <laughs> um i recommend actually last night uh tim and i watched the movie the gentleman the mm -hmm. one, new one by guy Ritchie, and i really liked it oh, so yeah, i recommend sweet. that really like that mm -hmm. I, haven't heard of it. I haven't even heard of that one i'm gonna well check it's that on the uh, netflix or prime yeah, well, was, yeah. Just it was it was in the theaters like a, a months ago, but yeah, it's, it's it's dope. I've seen it. I saw it in the theaters. It's great. It's really good. Sweet, sweet. Um, I'm gonna recommend. I've been watching the the comeback, which is like an older HBO show with Lisa Kudrow, and it is oh. she's so good in it. Like it's crazy how good of an actress she is. So I I don't know. Watch that. I've been watching that. Oh, okay, Dave. Do you have any recommendations? I know we're putting yeah, you on the spot. Um, look, man, I know if you're trying to be healthy, this might not, I, I got a big gulp like three days ago and I felt great, dude. Yeah. I don't know what, remind me as, as a kid. I don't know, man. My boy showed up with a big gulp and I go, dude, let's go. And then I went and got one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Would you get like all cola or what? I got all cola and I had to buy it cause I, we were, I was, he saw how my tax forms were and he goes, bro, we got to get you one of those file things this is like crazy it's like everything's loose yeah so i go we got the big gulp and went to staples or home depot and it made the home depot experience way better dude i, yeah. Yeah. I was like geeked about it all <laughs> perfect great recommendation uh i'd like to recommend um uh so comedy records put out their 10-year anniversary album soon or recently <laughs> soon as in <laughs> past tense soon um <laughs> and uh it, i haven't had a chance to listen to it yet but I, there was this comedy compilation that comedy records put out years ago that was a bunch of toronto comics and dave you had two tracks on that on that album and i remember specifically like where i was when i heard those two tracks from you on it because previously i've just i saw you at the winnipeg comedy festival and you know i've watched the uh, the Netflix special and I love the album and all that, but this was like before all that. And I just remember being so like excited about he hearing that those, those two, the two jokes that you had on that record just like blew me away. I was like so jacked up for it. Cause it was something like your style is so different. Your style is so uniquely you like, I mean, it must've been interesting, like just developing that. I don't know if that, if that started with, uh, you know, just experimenting or if that's just like who you've always been, it seems like it's who you are, but 
man, those two, those two tracks, like I, I'll never forget it. They just like blew me away. I was driving away from the airport. Oh man, and... you, you, when you, cause uh, that, I remember, I remember walking, leaving that recording to another spot and I saw Paul, this comic Paul Thompson. I just remember that those, that, that show. And I'm so happy cause I, I'm so happy they redid that Cal because I remember I hit yeah. a very before, months ago. I was like, yo, you should redo that. Totally. Like, I was like, we should do a live show and bring back all those guys. Oh. We're all still like homies. Yeah. And uh, that, what he did was so dope at the time and now, but I mean, back then you never heard of a comedy comp. Like he was yeah. doing it almost like, like Wu-Tang. Totally. Like it felt very rap hip hop to me. Yeah. And I remember being like, you know, I was very angry back then for real. Like, you know what I mean? And, and I wouldn't smile. And then I remember it started to evolve where friends would be like, dude, you should smile more. You're kind of silly too. Like you're not just angry. Right. And then I remember another friend's like, look, I enjoy you being angry, but I feel there's another side. So that moment was dope. But it, uh, but I remember being like so heated about Justin Bieber. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. Started to like, I saw his documentary and I started to, I felt bad and I started to like his music. <laughs> but I was like, I, I can't listen to that bit. Yeah. I'm like, right, oh, right. I'm so ignorant. And then I did a Justin Bieber podcast, like in New York. And I messaged the the, the co-host, like the, the people to do it. I said, I have to be honest, here's a track of me shitting on Justin Bieber. Yeah. And she's like, you have to say sorry on the podcast. So it's just like, <laughs> uh, I still like, I, I still remember, yeah, that was like such a fun thing to be a part of, dude. Like, what a cool I think time the videos was on it, the bonus, yeah, yeah. Monty, John Hastings, Matt O'Brien. Yeah. And Comedy Records was so new back then that like we you're still excited but it was just like such a dope thing barry taylor did yeah and i'm so glad that they did it again and it came out and i, I saw that I, I pat bircher's on it yeah and he shared it and i'll keep sharing it i, I support it it's so it's so awesome yeah yeah it's a great organization they got barry rules anyways that's yeah. all i want to recommend yeah barry rules yeah and sorry did i didn't realize i skipped over you there tim oh good D don't don't you you have a new album out recently don't you Dave? We did, and I apologize for the lighting. I just didn't turn on the light because oh. I was just having a good time. Yeah. Um, but uh, that album, me and Ali Hassan were touring this show, We in Terrace, yeah. and we decided to just put it on record. We were like, let's just, you know, we individually started off doing like half hour each, right. but then we, in Saskatoon, like the start of last year, we joined on stage together. And we also did that in Toronto. Nice. So we decided to just do a duo act. Nice. What if we did a duo act and then put all the stories we had together on, on record. And then I was talking to Alison Dorr, Howl and Roar, and she was telling me about the label and everything. And I was like, oh, I want to do this thing with Ali. And she's like, yeah, we'll, we'll do it for you. And so I wanted to collaborate with her and known her for so long. And I liked the movement she's doing yeah. with the label. Yeah. And then uh, we had such a fun time. And it was in December at the comedy bar. I had, I, I yeah, it was I love that guy. He's like a brother and I support everything. Especially I seen him when he started in Montreal to what he is now, like being like such such a like a great actor. He's acts in everything. He's like done so well at CBC. So it was yeah. it was so I wanted to capture the audio of that. So that's awesome. Hell yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for doing this, Dave. We yeah, really man. Appreciate you. Guys, I had uh 
I had a really fucking good time. Yeah, right. <laughs> good. Good, yeah, good. good. Uh, for a listener, make sure you get that album. Make sure you check yeah. out Rami on uh, Hulu if you can. Check out Dave on Comedians of the World on Netflix. Uh, just check out Dave. He's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Thanks once again. Thanks, man. Oh, right. we forgot to do the cum jokes. <laughs> check the Patreon. We'll put some cum jokes. Some jokes in there. Or I'll just cum or something. All right, that does it. Goodbye. Bye. Punks is a sketch comedy group from Winnipeg. Got it? They are Rory Fallis, Tim Gray, Matt Nightingale, and Dana Smith. Episodes are produced and recorded each week from their homes in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Additional production, sound design, and editing by me, Rusty Mattias, at my studio, Paintbox Recording. Super dupe special thanks to our special guest, Dave Merhej. Wow, Dave, that was an inspiring episode. I can't wait to check out your stuff. All listeners out there, check out his stuff too. And then check out Hunk's Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash Hunk's Comedy. It's a great way to show support for the group and to find out everything that's coming up. Okay, everybody, have a great week. Okay, bye!